Sharky's goon, this time on Her Majesty's Secret Service. George Lazenby takes over as James Bond in the IMDb. He tells us Agent 007 and the adventurous Tracy DiVincenzo, I didn't even know that was her last name, join forces to battle the evil Spectre organization in the treacherous Swiss Alps. Say that three times fast, goon. But the group's powerful leader, Ernst Stravo Blofeld, played by Telly Savalas, is launching his most calamitous scheme yet, a germ warfare pilot that could kill millions. George Lazenby as James Bond. I'll go first, Goon. I think Lazenby is a great, great Bond. And when we get to Diamonds Are Forever, I think Lazenby would have been better in that film than Sean Connery. I I remember this movie from when I was a kid. I haven't really rewatched it yet. I think that... You know, they were looking for a more grounded James Bond, you know, later on. I'm like, you had it right there. You didn't have to go, you know, to Daniel Craig all the way, you know, 30, 40 years in the future. They had it there. It would have worked out. Um, I enjoyed the movie when I was a kid because it was the first time that I saw a character go from being basically passed on from one actor to another. And it stoked my cinematic like trying to figure out like what the hell is going on oh really that's bond great i love it let's go yeah i'm sure in 1969 it was quite jarring but watching it now and especially doing the rewatch uh when we get to live and let die the jump from connery lazenby to roger moore we'll do a whole episode on that that is jarring this guy feels like James Bond to me. He looks like James Bond. Does he look exactly like Sean Connery? No. No one is going to look exactly like Sean Connery, but he looks the part. He's got the build. He's got the haircut. The accent is fine. He's a very physical actor. You believe him in it. And I think he did a great job. Now, what happened was his buddies got to him and said, you know, the counterculture and Easy Rider, that's the future. You're going to get typecast as James Bond and blah, 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 blah. And supposedly he had a check to do Live and Let, sorry, a check to do uh, Diamonds Are Forever and returned it because he didn't want to get typecast as James Bond. Like, talk about career mistakes, man. You could add seven more James Bond movies. Yeah, a couple of my friends are doing the same thing with me with this podcast. They're trying to get me to stop it because they don't want me to type, be typecast as the goon that, you know, knows cinema and uh, and has, like, a whole bunch of credentials with uh, filmmaking and being a, a geek and stuff like that. But, you know, I tell them to go screw because, hey, if this thing becomes big and whatever, I'm riding it. I'm not going to be stupid and just go, yeah, you know what? I don't want any money and uh, be able to do my stuff on, on the side. But, yeah, sure. I was just going to replace you and just start calling the next guy Goon and see if anybody noticed. I could probably could do that with you. <laughs> so... Th- the big what if of this movie is you're always going to think you cannot watch it without wondering what would Connery have done with this film? Um, spoilers. You had 50 years. James Bond gets married. We get the happy ending. M and Monty Penny and Q say goodbye to James Bond. It's sort of implied that he has left the Secret Service. He's married now. He's driving away with his new wife, Tracy. And here comes Blofeld and they shoot Tracy dead and we see James Bond cry, and he says we had all the time in the world, and it's like a sad, devastating ending. And the first time you see this film and you don't know that's coming, it's like, holy shit, what just happened? I would have loved to have seen Connery play that scene. I, I don't know if I could have uh, 
actually pictured Connery uh, breaking down and crying. It just it doesn't seem like he had it in him. I know he's a good actor and everything, but I don't know if his James Bond would have broke down and cried. I'm sure he would have made some quip about it and like, oh, on to the next one. Oh, I don't know about that. I think Connery could have totally nailed that. Um, I definitely don't think he would have quipped. Um, I know that Connery as the actor could have nailed it, but I don't know Connery as James Bond would have would have went with it. All right. I mean, I, I won't argue for half an hour. We'll never know. Um, Telly Savalas as Blofeld, probably the best Blofeld. I know we're all supposed to love the Donald Pleasance one that really has been kicked into next gear by Mike Myers choosing that interpretation of Blofeld to be Dr. Evil. But this Blofeld is less cartoony and just believable. And Telly just kind of brings that, I don't know, street thug vibe to it. I really like it. Yeah, he became more believable, like, you know, somebody that was like a real person. Blofeld always felt more cartoonish and not translated very well into the gold, into the Mike Myers, Austin Austin Powers, you know, Dr. Evil. Um, I just wanted to know why Telly Savalas just didn't do the germ warfare with a whole bunch of lollipops. <laughs> you can't look at any villain plot too closely. And then there, you know, there's the whole mechanism of needing to explain to Bond how this whole plot works. You know, that it never makes sense. Don't look too closely at the James Bond movies. They fall apart. I don't, but I, I mean, I would have just used lollipops, Kojak lollipops. That's it. Well, he wasn't Kojak yet. I know, but it just, I I still, as a kid, I can't, you know, ever think about it because I saw Kojak before I saw, saw the, the Bond movie. Well, it's a shame that they brought Blofeld back in the newer ones. Otherwise, I'd be advocating for Vin Diesel. Hmm. Or Dave Bautista. Dave Bautista would be a great Blofeld. I mean, I, I love it. I, I know he's in a. He was in the last Bond, but he would have been a great Blofeld. Yeah, really great. Well, again, it's not like James Bond movies haven't used Charles Gray played, you know, generic British guy that worked with Bond and then shows up as Blofeld with hair in the very next movie. So it's not like they've never recast Blofeld and recast Blofeld with somebody who's already appeared in the damn franchise. So could happen. Maybe it was clones from Palpatine. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think the other great thing about this film, and you talked about it before, is how it is grounded. It's a step back from You Only Live Twice, where Bond became Japanese, and you know there's no underwater volcano hideout. It's a guy basically lives on top of a mountain, a little more believable. And I think it served the franchise really well to dial it back a little bit. And just a great story. It, it I, I have to re rewatch the Daniel Craig ones to figure out where they fall into my personal rankings. But for the original continuity, I actually have this as my favorite James Bond movie. Yeah. You know what? As, as a kid, like I've, my dad used to watch James Bond all the time when it was on TV. I wasn't always a great big fan of James Bond. So, um, when I was when I was a kid, it was always like the Roger Moore stuff that was on TV. Yeah, sure. Opposed to the other stuff. So, I, I, to tell you the truth, I think uh, 
some of the Timothy Dalton stuff was one of my favorite James Bond because that felt like more of my wheelhouse of being a James Bond fan. Well, I'm the weirdo that likes Lazenby and Timothy Dalton, so I'm with you. You don't have to argue with me. I, I think the Brosnans have aged terribly. I think some of the more films are pretty bad. There are a couple that are pretty terrific. So I will not fight you on the Daltons, and we will get there. I see. I and all all I see is Remington Steel when I when I see the the later. The later Bonds. I don't see James Bond. I see Remington Steele. Yeah, he's, and it's weird to say for a franchise that had Roger Moore, he's almost too pretty in the role, just not gritty enough. Whereas, you know, Daniel Craig's Bond goes the entire other way. And you're always going to compare everyone to Sean Connery, right? He just had that mix of good looking guy, but yeah, seemed like a badass. He was, he, that old term, rugged good looks. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what it is. And even Daniel Craig, he has those rugged good looks. Uh, Moore was more of the part of the the time where he he had that distinct look that it seemed like um, people were looking for it during the, the late 60s, 70s kind of thing, you know, 80s. Yeah, absolutely. Well, when we reconvene, Sean Connery will be back. You'll be pleased. We'll do that in our next episode. Shark and Goon will return.